a summary of the Sicha Vayakab in volume 16. The Rebbe points out that if Rashi doesn't explain something, it must be that it's self-understood in the Pshutusha Mikra. And when Rashi says something that it brings us to ask a question and he doesn't explain it, it must mean that we have to be able to figure this out. In the Parsha of Ayakil and Pekudeh, there's a number of different questions that need clarification and Rashi doesn't uh, it becomes because of what Rashi says, but also because he doesn't say some things. And we're going to explain at least one question of Ayakil and one question of Pekudeh. In Parsha of Ayakil, when it speaks about what the women came forward and gave their donations, so it says in the verse that all the women, that their hearts uh, motivated them with wisdom. They spun the they spun the goats. Rashi points out that spunning the goats means that they spun the hair while it was still on the goat. The Rebbe says we have to understand what is the benefit in spinning the hair of the goat while it's still on the goat, and we find that we also needed other materials to cover the mishkan besides the yiriya seizim, which was the curtain or the blanket that covered over the mishkan. We also had a layer under that that had all different kinds of colors in the material for the trelas, shani, the blue, the purple, red, uh, white, and so on. And over there, those came from other animals like the kvasim from the sheep, and we don't find that the women spun the hair while it was the, the fur, while it was still on the animal, only here by the goats. Why the specific thing over here, and what's the gain? Then he has a question of Parsha Pikude. We know that Moshe, when he told Betzalel over all the things to build so for the Mishkan, first he tells him the props and the Kalim, and then he tells him to build the Mishkan itself. Betzalel said, Olam, the custom of the world is first you build the house, and then you build the Kalim, and Moshe agrees with him. So that's the way he does it. But what's, what's not understood here is we find that in the Mishkan you have the walls and then you had the areas that covered it. The three layers of the areas that covered the Mishkan. Seemingly, we see here that first they made the areas the covers and then they, built, then they built the walls to crush them, the boards. Seemingly, the same thing should be here. First, the Minigoylam is to build walls and then you build a roof for it. The Baile HaToysvist tried to answer that the reason why they built first the roof and then the walls there is because you cannot have the mish, the boards up even for one moment without a cover. So that's why you have to build a cover. So the moment you put up the walls, you get, you have a cover. But Debra says that this doesn't really sit well in the Pshutu Mikra because to say that the issue is that you can't have the walls up without a cover even for one moment, we find that the Yidin brought all the props and the walls, everything completed to Moshe. And Moshe just assembled it, put it up, put it up together. That means that they actually had in front of him, he had to crush him and he had the Ureas. So it wasn't a question even of it, the Ureas being up the walls being up without the rears even for one second. It was all done at the same time. So to understand this, is you have to understand two questions that we have under Rashi. First of all, Rashi says when they spun the ism, he says that they, they spun it on the ism. And he starts off his explanation by saying that they had, the women did a umnes yuseda. They had a special skill, which was what? That they built, that they spun the, the hair while it was still on the goat. Seemingly, you're telling me that they had a special skill, and then you're telling me what the skill is. It should be the opposite. First, tell me what's the skill, and then tell me that this was an extraordinary workmanship of skill. And the second question is, why does Rashi even say umnes yuseda? uses those words. It's a special workmanship kind of work. 
He should have used the word Chachma Yisera, like the verse itself says. And even where Rashi gets his quote is from the Gemara. The Gemara also uses the word Chachma Yisera. So why does Rashi change Chachma Yisera to Umres Yisera? So the explanation to this is that whenever you whenever you want to give something to Hashem as a donation, there's two different kinds of qualities that you can give. You can give something that's given from a live animal and something that's given from earth stuff. When over here we see that the women wanted to give this donation with such alacrity that when they gave it, they wanted to give it while it was still connected to something chai. The world of chai is much higher than the world of tzemeach. The domain of living creatures is bigger than the, the level of Things that are vegetational, like we found it in Parshas Bereshis with Cain and Hevel, that Cain brings earth, earth kind of donations, and Hevel brings an animal kind of donation, and it's considered to be that a much more inferior quality when you're giving it from the Tzemeach over the level of from a chay, from a living animal. So when you give here the donation of this hair that spun while the hair is still connected to the animal, it then it still has the level of an animal. Once it's cut off, it has the level back to like a tzemeach. Now we could understand why the the uriahs over here was done that they spun it while it was still on the back and why they didn't spin the other kinds of wools that they made, the, the trelas vargamen and so, and so on. Why they didn't do that while it was still on the back of the sheep because the, because since those other layers needed to be dyed colors, we had to make it from tcheles, which was made from the blood of a chilazon fish, that to make it blue, the argaman, which is purple, you had to dye these things, and it's not possible to dye it while the hair is still on the backs of the lambs. So it comes out that that's the simple reason why they couldn't do it while it was still on the back. But by the Yerusha'izim, the coverings that were made from the goats, that didn't have any dye color. So for that, it was better here. And as a matter of fact, it was even a better quality because over here they it was a umnus you say it was a greater workmanship but to do it like this because it had the extra advantage of you seizing the opportunity while it's still moist and soft because it's still connected it has the life in it they hear while because it's still connected to the animal now based on this we can understand why they also made the ceiling the roof before they made the boards because since the women jumped up to the first opportunity with such excitement they did this to these donations of the spinning of the hair so right away they didn't even want to take the time to share it off they brought the whole goat itself also to for to to those that had to take share it and then break it to, to take it to the weaving station but when they did this they they knew that you had to bring it so fast because you don't want it to grow even a little bit and that causes pain to the animal. And this also brings us to an amazing halachic, interesting insight here. We have in halacha, we have in halacha that we take out from the Rashi here at Inyan Mufla, he says. The, there's a famous Shiloh from the Ragachav, he says, when regarding to building the base of Mikdash, you're not allowed to build the base of Mikdash by night, and the Mishkan is also called a Mikdash, you can't build it by night. Well, we know that women are, are not obligated to do any mitzvah that's a Zman Grama, that's time bound. So if the women don't do the mitzvah of building the base of Mikdash because it's time bound, how could they be involved in spinning in the materials that were used <coughs> for the Mishkan? 
And according to Rabbi Natam, they're not allowed even to do the preparation for a mitzvah for somebody that has that mitzvah. So the Ragged Shavar explains that there's two kinds of categories here in the base of Mikdash. In building the base of Mikdash, you have one category that's called the essence, the, the, the actual building of it, which is a mitzvah's asset to build. And you're right, that's only Osman Grama, that's time bound. But the second component is the idea of the base of Mikdash is to bring offerings. And that offerings is 24-7 and women are obligated to that too. Therefore, if it's a part of involvement for the base of mikdash, that's going to make the base of mikdash going to be kosher to be able to bring offerings. Women are obligated to do that. If it's going to be part of the base of mikdash, that's not a must for the base of mikdash. In other words, the mishkan or the mikdash would still be kosher without that element. <coughs> for that, the women are not obligated to do. Now, this is the reason why these Uriahs over here, the women were able to do because according to Rashi, when it says, they covered the Mishkan, Rashi says it has to do covering also with the Uriahs. Because that's the simple shot that from Parsha Truma it says, then it says, So they actually use the goat, the goat covering for the oil in order to make the Mishkan kosher. So in order to make the Mishkan kosher, you have to have this kind of goat here blanket. Therefore, you see that why they were obligated to do this because this helps the Mishkan to be kosher. Now that it's kosher, the women can bring their offerings too. What's the Yenish al the wine of the Torah, and the lesson is? Seemingly, it's totally not understood why the Torah has to tell us that all the women that had devoted hearts, they did this with wisdom, and they made the goats, they, they were able to, to spin this on the goat hair. What's happened, happened. This is 3,334 years ago that they had to do this. What's the relevance here today? And also to make first a roof over the walls. Also, what's the lesson of that today? So he says like this, there's two separate lessons. The lesson, number one, is that you have to know that if Hashem blesses you with extra talents and qualities, look the way the women did it. The first thing was that they did is they donated this to the temple and they donated their work to make a dear Allah We have to do the same exact thing. And then the second lesson is, so we have to give, and it's like, for example, if you have extra talent, if you make extra money, you have to give it right away to tzedakah. As he brings the story that the Rebbe had a chassid that said that when he made, he made good parnasa, he knew right away when he gets home, he's going to have probably a letter for a charity that he has to give tzedakah for one of the Rebbe's charities, or Mashul is going to be by his door collecting money to strengthen the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. The second lesson is, no matter how careful we are, we have to be careful, not, we were so careful in a little bit of discomfort for the animal, and much more we have to be careful also when it comes to a human being not to be discomfort. If a yid is found naked, naked means from Torah mitzvahs, doesn't have tefillin, doesn't have tzitzis or tefillin, we have to go and say, we shouldn't say, we're not supposed to say, oh, let me go do my davening, let me go base a knesset to base a medrash, let me eat my pas chakras. You have to go right away and cover up the person who's naked so that he shouldn't have any level of discomfort. By doing all of this, we're going to merit that we won't need to have bread or for hunger, we won't need to have water for, for the thirst. We're going to only be able to focus on the Shmayas Hashem, which is the words of Mashiach Tzidkenu with the Beis Amikta Shanitzchi. May this be speedily now.